friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings to kick off 2023 with a brand new episode. I'm excited to get back into the swing of things and get back into regularly podcasting and regularly putting out new episodes. So I'm glad you're back with me. Thank you for being here. In today's episode, I am going to go through some highs and lows of 2022 um, in my own life and my business and um, also kind of where we're going from here. So I always like it when fellow business owners talk about, I guess, the good and the bad um, and some of the more detailed um peaks and valleys of their year because we all go through those things and, you know, it's easy to look at somebody else's business or look at somebody, what somebody else is doing on social media or even just following them in general and to feel like everything's going really well for them or that they only have successes without any low points. So today I kind of want to address that because that certainly has not been true for me this year. To be honest, um, this was a really rough year for me. Um, The whole year was kind of rough. And also it was a little bit surprising to me that I think like in the pandemic, I was sort of in survival mode with the kids and with business and everything. Um, And then thinking that things were going to get back to more normal (laughs) um, this year, which didn't really happen for me. And um, the sort of peak of (laughs) our roughness of the year culminated in a house fire that happened um, in our house on Christmas Eve. So if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that um, already. I posted a picture and I want you all to know how much I appreciate you reaching out to me, praying, offering support. It was really, really sweet for me to have this community of, you know, internet strangers telling me that to let them know if I needed anything or whatever. So it was really nice. I really appreciate your thoughts and your prayers and all of that. So anyway, um, I was talking to a friend of mine recently about sort of my complex emotions surrounding the whole fire. Um, and that while I was super grateful and, and am super grateful that everyone is okay and safe and I have so much gratitude that that is the situation and that it obviously could have been so much worse, so, so much worse, I am also really upset about it. Like it seems obvious um, because, you know, my house is currently unlivable. But every time I start to go down that road of feeling like, you know, I'm really bummed about this whole situation and it's really hard. I tell myself it could have been worse and I, you know, suck it up, buttercup. It, it, we have a lot to be grateful for, which we do. Uh, but thankfully, I have very wise friends. And she said, listen, it could be worse. Um, of course, it could be worse, but that doesn't invalidate your feelings. It's okay to be sad and mad and also grateful. It could be worse, but there's also loss and a lot of unknowns and a whole timeline of repairs and things to deal with from here. 
it's okay to hold both of those intention to be grateful and also be upset. Two things can be true. And I think that that is a really important thing to recognize for all of us um, and kind of sums up life for me this year. Two things can be true. We can be grateful for what we've done and also acknowledge that this has been a really hard year. Um, and I think that, as I said before, in 2020, while it was hard, I mean, obviously it was hard for all of us to deal with the pandemic and the newness of that situation. I also had this bright side of having a baby and, um, kind of having the pause or the slowdown of a new baby in the house. And in 2021, it was still really hard to deal with the pandemic and the unstable school situation with my older kids, but my business, um, had its best year ever in 2021. So that was exciting. And that was a bright spot. This year was kind of hard, both on the business side and also on the personal side. So it kind of felt at times like I was walking through sand in every aspect without feeling like I had a whole lot of home run, hitting it out of the park anywhere in either of those aspects, which was is, you know, weighs on you after a while. So that's kind of the Debbie Downer bit. And um, obviously this fire is still very fresh and stressful. Um, I know they tell you not to talk about things publicly until it's like a scab instead of an open wound. This is obviously still an open wound. I'm sure that you can hear that in how I'm talking about it, that it is still very fresh. Um, I mean, obviously it happened on Christmas Eve, but I wanted to take this podcast um, episode to reflect a little bit on the highs and lows to recognize the good and the bad as we are into January and beginning to think and beginning to move forward into a space where I can plan for the upcoming year, set some goals for the things that I want to be the same about the business and also that I want to change about the business this year. It is so easy to look at someone else's life on social media or this podcast or anywhere else, even in real life it happens sometimes, where you're only seeing a little glimpse of what people are doing or a little glimpse of what they're accomplishing and you feel like things are harder for you or that you're alone or that you have struggles that other people don't have. And sometimes they are harder for you. Sometimes you are in a harder season. Sometimes you do have struggles that other people don't have. So I don't want to discount that um, at all because that is true. But everyone does have their own personal life, their own struggles, you know, whether it's like physical things that they're struggling with, mental health, family situations, whatever that is. And not everybody is public about them or even should be public about them. I'm not saying that everyone should air all their stuff all over the internet, but just know that you're not alone. The internet is not a full picture of everybody's life and absolutely no one, regardless of how they're posting like their end of the year summary of how they've, you know, built a castle in the sky and made a bajillion dollars. No one has everything together in some sort of magical way that makes them glide through life without any struggles or hardships. So before we hit the ground running with goals and achievements that we're going to take into the next year and knock them out of the park, because I'm sure that will come, although I'm not quite there yet in my own mind to, um, you know, make up my ambitious list of goals. Let's talk about the good and the bad of 2022. I'm going to start with the good ones because I'm going to focus on those. Uh, my top five best moments of 2022, both personally and professionally. 
The first one is that we bought a house. <laughs> After a year in a rental when our last housing purchase didn't work out, we bought this forever home in September that we moved into. This was really exciting as we have moved, I think we've counted like 13 or 14 times over the past 14 years. And as an added bonus, we have the best neighbors in the neighborhood with kids the same ages as ours. So that is really rare in the area that we're in because we live in kind of like a retirement area. And we're really, really grateful for the house and the um, hopefully the long-term stability of it and the neighborhood. Next up, I launched the Traffic Accelerator in August, which was the first new program I've done in a while. And I was really excited about it. I continue to be really excited about it. I am so proud of this program. I had completely revamped um, the whole program and, well, revamped the way that I was teaching SEO and isolated it into this program so that it would be more focused, less overwhelming, less feeling like you're like working through minor things before you really focused on the more important aspects of traffic to your Etsy shop, which is what the Traffic Accelerator focuses on. Um, so it is super Etsy SEO specific, and that is where I really love to teach. That's where I see people get the best results, and obviously that's the most exciting to me because people getting results is what I want for them. Um, so I have had so much good feedback, so many success stories shared with me from students in the program. I love teaching Etsy SEO. I love working through it with people, so I am anxious to get started on another cohort of students for that later this month um, or early February. I haven't quite decided on the dates yet for that, but that was a really exciting high point for me. In August, it was the first time that I had launched um, a new program completely as like my main teaching offer in this part of the business. The next exciting thing that happened was I launched a new product line in my Etsy shop in the fall and it has sold really well. I have honestly been coasting a little bit in my products for my Etsy shop for a few years now. I haven't added a huge amount of new products. I did do some POD items last about a year, I guess, um, I guess about a year and a half ago I launched those, um, but I haven't continued to add new ones. So I just have the designs that I originally added and those sell decently, but I haven't like continued to push towards more POD items. Um, but this is a new brand of wholesale that I wasn't familiar with, but I really love the quality. It's a U.S. based brand. Um, and so that was really exciting to me to find some products that would be along the same lines as what I was already selling. So these are a line of a different kind of stuffed bunny um, to offer in my shop. But so I already had stuffed bunnies and this is a different brand of stuffed bunny, but they are really good quality. Um, um, they have consistent stock from the wholesaler, which is nice, and they have really quick shipping, which is also nice. So that's been kind of exciting to explore new wholesale options um, and see kind of where I could go with that. And they've sold really, really well, particularly through the holiday season. So that was exciting. 
Next up, I really leaned into email marketing with my shop. You guys may have noticed that I've been talking more about email marketing. I did a big push for my email marketing program in the fall and did a Black Friday workshop with Liz Wilcox. Um, and so I also have been doing this personally in my um, my Funky Monkey Children business, but pushing people towards my website, not my Etsy shop. So I have been using email marketing um, basically exactly the way that I'm teaching in that program to get subscribers from my Etsy shop and then move them to my standalone website, which is hosted through Shopify. And the results majorly paid off, which was really exciting for me. Sales on my website were up over 160% for the e for the year. My email list has grown um, quite a bit. People were actually engaging with emails and buying from them, which is exciting and not always true when you first start sending emails. Sometimes it takes a little while for people to get used to seeing your emails and actually clicking on them and buying something. Uh, but my fourth quarter sales for my website, funkymonkeychildren.com, increased by over 400% when I hosted the email marketing workshop with Liz Wilcox, as I mentioned, and implemented those ideas and the schedule and stuff for that in my own shop for a Black Friday promotion um, and a holiday push. So they increased by over 400%, which was really exciting. Obviously, that's a huge, um, a huge increase. And lastly, as a kind of personal um, win, I guess, personal slash professional, this was my first year since 2019 of having all four of my kids in school or daycare full time. So that was really big for me as it allowed me to do things that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to manage, like speaking in several different um, group speak things. I was on a couple panels and stuff about e-commerce, having a few paid speaking opportunities, which I'd never done before, collaborating with Amy Eaton for my Perfect Your Photos program, which I launched on Black Friday, and just generally feeling like I had more mental bandwidth, I guess, and also just time um, to do new creative ventures and to stay on top of things without feeling like I was constantly behind and kind of scrambling, which I have felt the last few years, um, with, you know, the kids being in virtual school and having a baby and all those things. So that was a big, um, a big change for me to be able to have the consistency of that schedule and, um, to feel like I was, actually hitting a stride of managing my time and all the various pieces of the business that I have. So now with that in mind, moving to the top five worst moments of 2022, I would say the house fire really takes the cake. Um, it's a little hard for me to feel excited about this new house that we bought in September <laughs> when we were only able to live there for like three and a half months before the fire. So I was a little anticlimactic and also really shakes up, um, my scheduling moving forward for the year. I'm feeling like even with the kids being in full-time school and daycare, I'm probably going to have a lot on my plate, particularly in the first few months of 2023 with getting the house back into livable condition again. Um, and I feel like that's probably going to be challenging for me to balance all of those things. 
Um, my Etsy shop is on vacation currently. Well, vacation mode. Obviously, I'm not on vacation. <laughs> um, it's on vacation mode because the all of my um, workshop stuff is in my house. So that does take... I wouldn't say that that is like a high point, certainly, because it's not my desire to have it on vacation mode, but it does at least take that stuff off my plate for not having to fill um, physical product orders for the time being. I'm hoping that I'll be able to get that back open within the next couple of months, but we'll see. Um, secondly, this was a hard year in business for me, so I Felt like I spent quite a bit of time feeling a little bit unsure of where I wanted to go with some of the programs that I already had developed and some of the um, things that I was teaching. I retired my Scale Your Sales course, which I'd been teaching for several years at this point. And I felt like um, the broader focus and the overwhelm of information in Scale Your Sales wasn't really serving people anymore. That part was kind of a win as I really do think that that was the right decision both for the students and also for me in teaching and being able to focus more deeply and more comprehensively on a like a more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? just like a, a more specific topic, I guess, a more niche topic. So rather than trying to say, you know, here's how you upload a banner to your Etsy shop and here's how you create your first listing and everything, um, moving from Scale Your Sales to the Traffic acceler Accelerator really allowed me to focus more on Etsy SEO, which is, as I said, in the win section where I really see people get results and also where I really shine as a teacher. I think that I'm good at teaching Etsy SEO. I have had, you know, great results with it myself, even my digital shop, which was brand new this year. I didn't even add that as a, as a win, although I should have. Um, I opened a digital shop in August and like I've had um, hundreds of sales and thousands of dollars in revenue from that brand new shop um, that has digital products based only on SEO. I do no advertising of that. Um, and so I think that that is really kind of my sweet spot of, of teaching about Etsy. Um, so being able to do the traffic accelerator instead and retiring scale your sales was a win for me, but it was still a really hard decision. Um, and I stressed a lot about that. So I would say that just the general kind of stress of the business this year was higher than it has been in the past for me. Next up, I would say that I felt really blah with my Etsy shop for the first half of the year. As I mentioned, I've kind of coasted with my products that I've had in the shop for several years. I believe I added the blankets and the bunnies somewhere around like 2016-ish, and I really haven't changed products since then. I've been doing monograms on baby items for over 10 years now, and there are days that it's just boring. I mean, that's all there is to say. It's monotonous. So as I mentioned in the best parts, I have been re-inspired by the product side of my business in the second half of the year, but the first half was a little bit of a struggle with me. It was kind of like, okay, the more orders I get, the more work I have to do for these monograms, which is obviously always true with product-based businesses, but I'm kind of bored doing these monograms, so I'm not feeling like particularly excited about getting more orders and growing my shop. 
Um, so that has really changed in the second half of the year. And I'm going to talk more about that in, um, the next episode that I do, which is going to be more about moving forward and the goals that I do have for 2023 once I'm able to get back into my shop. Um, but that was hard for me because I don't like to feel uninspired as I'm sure you don't either. And I think that just kind of the general like apathy about like, ugh, I'm so, you know, bored. I'm so bored of these products, um, was a little bit hard for me to figure out which or where I needed to go and what direction I needed to go in with that. Next up, I would say that in the fall particularly and in the evenings particularly, I overcommitted myself for live calls. So in my August cohort of the Traffic Accelerator, it ended up being a little stressful and I think overwhelming both for me and for the students. This was the first time that I had offered this program and I had this idea of having this cohort group and having a whole bunch of live calls so that people could pick and choose what they wanted, what they needed. They didn't need to come to all of them. If they, you know, liked teaching calls, they could come to that. If they needed Q&A, they could ask a question and then hop off if they didn't have any more questions or whatever. Like people could kind of come, get what they need, stop in, whatever. But what ended up happening is that the students felt like they did need to come to all of them. They needed to be there for every live call, for every second of every live call, and it ended up to be way too many calls in way too short of a period of time. So that was stressful for me to do that many calls. We were doing two to three calls a week, um, mostly at night, which is hard for me because I do have four kids. Um, and it ended up to be stressful for the students too, because they felt this obligation to come to all of the calls and implement this stuff in a pretty short period of time. And so I think that that was hard for them to feel like they needed to be there, but they couldn't always make it or whatever. And so I felt that stress from the students and it was also stressful for me. So I have revamped what I'm offering in terms of the support moving forward for that. Um, And I think that that will serve people in a better and more manageable way. But it definitely was a lot for me um, in the evenings, particularly in that fall period. Lastly, a low point that I wouldn't necessarily say was like a total low point, but I'm going to mention it anyway, is that sales were down both in the coaching side of my business and in the product side of my business. Overall, I don't think that that's a bad thing as I think like many of you, I am finding a rhythm in this post-pandemic-ish world of what the business and what the more normal, less survival mode rhythm of the business is going to look like for me. Um, My business, both of the businesses grew a lot during 2020 and 2021. And that was great. And honestly, it was really good timing for me as I had something else to focus on other than just being like in lockdown and, you know, my kids being in virtual school and stuff. So it was great for me to be able to focus on those things during that time frame but i never would i never anticipated that that growth would c- continue um and i'm sure that this is probably i've talked with a lot of people that have experienced this so i would imagine that this is probably true of many of you listening where you had kind of a growth curve going in especially if you've had your shop for a while where you know 
2018 was whatever it was. 2019 was maybe a little bit bigger. 2020 like shot up and then 2021 stayed really high and then 2022 dropped down again. When you look at the overall growth curve, a lot of times it is staying like those were just the two outlier years and the overall growth curve is still trending upward, but it is a drop from 2021. So that is mentally hard for some people. I don't know that I would say that I necessarily feel like it's something that I um, think is a bad thing, as I said. Um, I think that there, you know, I've never wanted like uncontrolled off the charts growth for either side of my business because um, for a lot of reasons, but it's never an awesome feeling to feel like you're working harder and having lower sales. There is a bit of like panic feeling with that, regardless of if you think the lower sales are still at a sustainable level for your lifestyle. I think that there are many pieces as to why there were lower sales from economic environments totally outside my control to, as I mentioned, kind of coasting with my products and not really doing a lot of active work in my Etsy shop to changing markets and changing demands in the online space. Um, it's given or really, I would say, forced me to think about what I want that business to look like both sides of the business um, moving forward and how I want to structure offers in terms of my coaching and what role the product-based business plays in the overall business. It's a hard balance for me to strike, to have multiple different businesses that aren't really connected to each other. They, they kind of are. Um, you know, obviously I have an Etsy shop and then I also teach people about Etsy shops, but in terms of like the day-to-day -day work, they're not really connected to each other, but I am excited to have the space and the time to think through what it is going to look like for 2023, particularly because my shop is on vacation mode for the time being. So I have sort of the, the space in that to think about what my goals are for the product-based side of my business and, and where that plays into my overall business. Because as I've always said to you all, and I live this in my own life, my goal is meaningful income from this business. I see if, if you are even like in a little bit of like the online coaching or you follow like business coaches or anything like that, people are all the time talking about million dollar businesses, multi-million dollar businesses, you know, $10 million businesses, whatever. I do not need or want, frankly, a million dollar business to have a meaningful income. I have very low expenses in my coaching business. My profits are around 50% in the product-based business. I'm not having to manage any employees anymore, which I should have added to my win list because <laughs> that has been a win for me. Um, so the simplicity of this business is key for me in my stage of life and my mental stage right at the moment. I don't want um, it to grow either side, the coaching or the product-based business. I don't want it to grow so big that I have to hire people and manage teams and outsource things and all of that. So I, I don't have a desire to run a business like that. I like doing things. Well, I'm a control freak, but... Um, I, I like doing things myself and I like the simplicity of working by myself and I like the flexibility of not answering to anybody, even though 
they're your employees that you hire, you are still also, I mean, the buck stops with you. So I like to just be able to do what I want to do and do, you know, the direct um, student work that I'm doing and the product-based business, and I'm not having any middlemen in there of employees. So I want to maintain what I'm doing, and I want to be able to continue to serve people at a high level um, in a way that works for them and for me. So as I said, I wouldn't necessarily say that lower sales in either side of the business was a negative Um, but it was something that was, I mean, anytime you see lower sales, there's always the feeling. And I will tell you that this is still a feeling that I have, even though I have been doing this for more than 10 years now that like the bottom is just going to drop out from under you and it's all going to go away. And all of a sudden you're going to go from, you know, a multi six figure business to making like a thousand dollars a year. And that, that would be scary because, you know, this is a meaningful income for my family. And so I don't want it to drop that much. Obviously that is like, you know, your doomsday spiraling mentally that you go into, but it is always a little bit scary to see those drops. So those are my major hits and misses of this year. I hope that this wasn't too depressing. I hope the transparency of this conversation has helped you to reflect a little bit on your hits and misses moving forward or the things that are hits but actually end up, you know, if you say my business grew a thousand percent this year, that might initially look like a hit, but actually um, it becomes something that is a miss because your work-life balance decreases. Or for me, like, you know, having some things, major changes that I had to make that were stressful, but that ends up being a hit because it frees you up to move forward into something that you think is going to be better for your business overall or better for you overall. I definitely do not have all the answers. 10 years into this whole thing, there are ups and downs and it's always unpredictable. It is never um, fun to be an entrepreneur in a slow or a difficult economy. I feel like there are a lot of times then you feel like you're doing everything right, you're checking all the boxes and you're still not getting the payoff or the results that you want and that's frustrating. I hear you, I know it, I feel it. Um, and, and it's hard. So it's never fun to feel like you're the sole person in charge when things are not going just like, you know, knocking it out of the park home run all the time. But know that laying that foundation, strategizing your moves forward, figuring out where your goals are for the business truly, and not just like, you know, I want to make a bajillion dollars, but actually where you truly want your business to be or where you need it to be so that it can provide for what you want in your life and in your family and in the flexibility that you want. And then really working through the step-by-step of how you're going to achieve those goals, taking a step forward, even when it feels like the progress is slow, even when it feels like you're not really making headway, I promise you that laying that foundation of strategizing in and making strategic moves forward without kind of just like spinning around in circles and feeling like you're not getting anywhere is really key. It won't always be, you know, a hard economic environment. It won't always be um, a, a year that's coming off of crazy high internet sale pandemic year. So there will at some point become some sort of normal, you know, flow to how things are going and more, 
um, easily set expectations for what is to come and laying that foundation and taking those steps, even when you feel like they're not getting you anywhere right now, is going to be key for you seeing it pay off in the future. I will be back next week for another episode. In the meantime, one of the goals I am setting for myself this year is to be more consistently active on Instagram where I can connect with you all and have these conversations and have that community that has been so meaningful to me. So make sure you follow along at lauren.keplinger and come say hey. I will see you next week. Bye for now. 